the stories of entrepreneurs and how they overcame the struggles and challenges to get where they are today. This is Believe in the Entrepreneur with Joel Sandoval, CPA. What it is, welcome to another episode of Believe in the Entrepreneur, and I'm super excited because I have Tom Delaney in the house who is a founder, CEO of the Pool Builder Academy, is also a sales expert in the pool business and traveled all the way from Arizona to come visit me here in Bakersfield. So Tom, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. So Tom has a pretty interesting story. So he, um, you know, he, he was kind of like, I feel like just new sales was for him from, from the very beginning, but you know, he's kind of gone through ups and downs to get to where he, where you are now. So Tom, but tell me a little bit about who you are and how you got into this industry. Yeah, it's funny. I was, uh, you know, growing up, I was always, I mean, I was an only child. So I was always around adults, got real used to talking to people at a real early age. So, um, so going through high school, I was always working. When I was 15, I had a job. I was at Kmart pushing carts. Yep. Then I started working for a golf course, uh, you know, and I was carrying people's bags up to their rooms, making tips. Like I was always nice. kind of like a hustler. Yeah. All my buddies were, you know, playing sports and doing what they wanted to do. So, uh, but I was making money because my parents said, you want to have a car to drive to school, mm -hmm. you need to at least meet us halfway and start working. So I just, you know, it's what I did. Yeah. And then I got used to having some money on me. So, uh, so I started working um, and then I was uh, in college, actually, I was six months into college, 9-11 just happened. Mm. And then like a couple weeks later, I'm sitting there and I just was like, I, this is not for me. I can't do this for another four more years. Yeah. You know? Like I, I got to be out there doing stuff. So I just called my parents. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. And they're like, well, cool. At least you saved us from four years of tuition. <laughs> you know? So like, that's great. Yeah. Right, what are you going to do now? I said, I don't know, but I'm going to do something. So uh, I started getting into uh, personal fitness training. Okay. At 17, I went, I wow. flew out to the Cooper's Institute in Dallas, got certified as a trainer at this place for a week. Uh, and then I had a job from a, with a friend of mine who owned a personal training company inside of a larger gym. Mm. So I started doing that, um, built up a clientele pretty quick. You know, here I was just barely turning 18. Wow. And then one of my clients, he owned a, a, a landscape pool company. Uh, and he said, you know, you should come work for me in sales. He said, you'd be perfect for sales. I said, yeah, but I don't know anything about the business. He goes, don't worry about it. I'll teach you. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. So I started working for him part-time Yeah. while I was doing the fitness training. Gotcha. Um, a year later, year and a half later, I became the sales manager of his company. So 19 wow. years old, he puts me in charge of the sales. That first year we hit a million dollars. So he's a small mom and pop company. Wow. You know, 20 employees. We hit a million dollars and he's like, think it's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. This is in 2000, 2001. So uh, that goes on to turn into me doing five, six million a year for him for the next, you know, I worked there for six, seven years after that. Wow. And just consistently every year hitting these big numbers and the company grew. We grew from 20 people when I started to when I left 150 employees. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so I left, started my own business for a while and uh, ended up. You know, that's when the struggle kind of hit because now I was like, I was a great sales guy. But yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't good at managing a company, mm. scheduling jobs, mm. selling the jobs, making sure they get done, collecting the money at the end. Like I, I couldn't do all that. Yeah. So it kind of, it, it really created some struggle, you know, because yeah. I had my own employees now. Like I had every Thursday, it was like, how am I going to pay these guys tomorrow? Because these jobs aren't done. So I'm not getting paid. So what it did is it put me in a, a situation where I was constantly under stress, constantly under pressure. Mm. And, uh, you know, I was making bad decisions. I was doing drugs, mm. um, 
drugs, alcohol every single day. Like if and I got to the point where I felt like I had to do that mm. in order to, you know, just get to the next day. Right. So it just, it was just like this hamster wheel for me. Mm. I couldn't get off of it. Plus my marriage was going to shit. Like I was just, you know, mm-hmm. everything was falling apart at that time. And, uh, and I had two little kids, Max and Sarah, and, uh, they were just babies and here I was just fighting to survive. Wow. Like just constantly trying to figure things out. And, and I, it, like it became like, it became normal to me to be in a bad spot. Wow. If that makes sense. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, because obviously sales and business, even though they're related, running a business is completely different from just sales, right? There's so many moving parts and pieces where sales is just like, hey, you're just hustling, trying to get that next deal. That's right. Doesn't necessarily mean you're going to run the operations smoothly. That's right. And that's probably where you kind of maybe realize that, damn, I got to figure out this other stuff. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, it's kind of like Patrick Bet David always says. There's there's like number one guys and there's guys who are good at being number two. Yeah, I'm like the number two guy. <laughs> like if you already have the infrastructure and you have the secretaries in place and the every all those different uh, departments covered. Yeah, I'll go in there and just if, if all I have to do is sell. Yeah, there's nobody better in the world, in my opinion, than what I than me. Nice at selling pools. I I, I could sell anything. I've like the joke is, you know, if, if sales to me is doesn't matter what you're selling. Yeah, it's the same. You do this. You, you act the same way. You create the same vision for if you're selling cars, pools, yeah. jewelry. It doesn't matter. Yep. So, but I just happen to be stuck in the pool industry. So, <laughs> which, <laughs> nice. is, which is fine with me. I love it. Yeah. Um, so how'd you how'd you even like get good at sales? So like, because for me, sales were actually it's actually like one of my was one of my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Like I was good at doing taxes. I was good at uh, like even the operations side came really natural to me, but the sales side, I had to take sales training. I had to learn from other mentors on like how to sell the vision that you're talking about. Like I didn't know any of that, but you, you kind of knew that from an early age. So like, how did that come so natural to you? You know, it's just, uh, you know, maybe because my father was in sales, you Mm. know, my dad started selling, uh, when he was like, he had a big family. There was 10 of them in his family, plus his parents. So 12 in his house, Mm. big Irish family. We're from Boston. I was born in Boston. Um, and I got a great family out there, all hardworking, all mm. hard workers. And uh, from a very early age, my dad learned that you need to work. Right. You need to eat. Our right. family needs milk. All of you need to help contribute to this family. So he started working at 14 Wow. Um, on Blackstone Street in downtown Boston, mm. selling meat and, and vegetables and all these different things. Yeah. And it turns out he ends up being like a rock star sales guy. And he goes on to work for a national company mm-hmm. and awards salesman of the year for na- the nation, like all kinds of stuff like that. And then, so he's always been in sales and gotcha. I kind of just picked up that same, you know, knack for it, that personality yeah. for it. So yeah. talking to people, is something that just comes easy to me. Yeah. Like, so were you like around them all the time or something or, or what did you just kind of like get that from just observing them? Probably both. Yeah, I was around. My dad was always around. He's still around. You know, my parents are still married. They're going on 49 years. Nice. So, yeah, it's incredible. So lots of ups and, ups and downs. You know, my dad, I, I kind of copied my dad's pattern in my adult life mm. because he would be the best at whatever he was doing. He was number one. He had to be number one at it. And then, you know, because of alcoholism, he would, you know, relapse. Be You know, I'd come home from school. He'd be on the couch passed out and i'm like here we go again yeah you know and he would lose a job it seems like every time he lost that job though he would come back and get a better one. Oh, wow. <laughs> he always would bounce, he would always bounce back yeah he could he could crash and burn and rebuild oh wow better every time and and then like just like not even paying attention to myself yeah looking back into my 20s my early 30s 
I would do the same thing. Mm. I'd get everything going really good, making good money. Everything's going good. And for some reason, Tom's got to burn it down. Mm. Start again. Be at the bottom of the barrel looking up, you know, mm. and that's. So I created that destructive pattern. Yeah. And uh, but just, you know, I, I could always bounce back, though, because any company. Right. If you have a, if you're a really good sales guy, you can get a job anywhere. For sure. People don't care what your record looks like. They don't care if you're a felon. They yeah. Don't care about anything. You know, if you can make them money, they want you. Yeah. And I, so I always could just bounce back up. Nice. My feet. Yeah. So, so how'd you get into those bad habits though? Like, cause it's, you, your parents have been, you know, married for 49 years. And, um, like for me, you know, I, I was, you know, thankfully for me, like my parents kind of instilled in me, like, Hey, if you, if you start doing drugs, obviously you're going to go down this path that you don't want to go to. And so like, I got tempted in high school and stuff like that. And, you know, the girls, obviously, the ladies, I'm like, you know, obviously I was tempted to to do it, but I never actually like let it become an addiction or anything like that. But so tell me about that experience. Like, how did you get into that hole and how did you bounce back from that? Yeah, I'll tell you. Everything was going really well till I was about 24, 25 and somebody introduced me to cocaine mm. to be wide open with you about it. They, and, and they, I, I loved it. Mm. I would literally like sounds crazy but like i i'd have a, a sales meeting at like a big home builder's office and i'd be in the parking lot doing a bump oh wow right before the sales meeting go up there sell a seven hundred thousand dollar model center or whatever i was doing at the time mm -hmm. and i thought i was unstoppable <laughs> i really did you know it's like superman syndrome you gotcha. know like you just think that stuff is making you do better but really everything else around you is falling down yeah you know you're hanging out in bad places you're around drug dealers you're you know but you 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 trick yourself into thinking i'm doing great I got money in my pocket. You know, I got a great job. Everybody tells me how great I am at selling. But really, you know, everything wasn't that good. Mm. So once I got hooked on that, that brought me down a path of, you know, 10, 10 years of, of just ups and downs and destruction. Mm -hmm. It's a very destructive uh, drug habit, you know, because yeah. it's, not only is it expensive, like you, you're having trouble paying your bills every month, but you're making sure you got a couple grand for drugs. You know? Right. <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, so that kind of, that, that was my downfall. Yeah. If you want to put it that way. But yeah. I always, like I said, I'll always rebound though. Yeah. But it wasn't until I really got to the point where I was sick and tired of, of the ups and downs and the roller coaster that I started to change. So. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I always tell like my business owners, like it's not about how much money you make, but rather how much money you get to keep. And if you're making a bunch of money, it's easy to spend it, right? Because you're just like, man, I'm those coming in. Let me go buy whatever it is you want. You know, whether it's, you know, you could pretty much buy anything once you have money. But then at the end of the day, it's like, what are you left with? Right. What's, you know, what's the legacy you're going to pass on? And then that's kind of how I have to educate my clients. But it's not easy for them when they have these patterns of like just overspending, doing whatever they want. I had that. Yeah, that was me 100%. Like I, 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 like I drove nice cars, brand new vehicles. I was buying everything. And, uh, it was, uh, really like, I thought I had all these things, but really all those things just owned me mm. because I had to work so much harder to make sure everything got paid every month. Right. I didn't need to be driving a Mercedes, you know, it was like, I, I should have been saving money and being smart with it. And other people, like my parents were like hard workers, savers, you know, credit score. They'd never missed a payment their entire life on anything, you know, mm -hmm. they bought, and they tried to get me to do that. But I said, no, Tom knows better than you guys. Mm. You know, I need to be driving the flashy car and doing this. And, uh, so it was, uh, you know, that it got to the point where when I lost, I, I lost my house in 2010, like, well, so did a lot oh, of people wow. at that time, but I ended up giving my house back to the bank. Okay. Cause I just couldn't make the mortgage payment, run my company, pay employee. It was just got to be too much. Mm. And they actually said to me one day, they said, you know, 
you're in default. We'll just give, we'll pay you like five grand mm. if you just let us have the house. I was like, cool. Wow. So I did that. And then I lost the cars. Mm. And then, you know, you just start losing things. Oh, wow. And so I just kind of created this mental block towards, you know, like, you know, material possessions. Mm. So when I got divorced seven years ago, I literally walked out with a duffel bag in my hand. I didn't take one thing out of the house because I didn't want my two kids to feel like, why is dad taking all the couch and the TV? It Mm. didn't mean nothing to me. Gotcha. I didn't care about those things. Yeah. Yeah, And to this day, I still like, I like nice things, but I could walk out with a duffel bag. Nice. I just rebuild it again. Yeah. For sure. I think that's super powerful because at the end of the day, like the material stuff, I mean, once we get hit the grave, that material stuff's not going right. to come with us. You know, we got to enjoy it while we're alive, but at the end of the day, it's like what you pass on to your legacy is more important. I agree. And you got to build that wealth and that, you know, that generation, that generational wealth. But when you're having success, you know, it almost reminds me even like the, um, the movie um, with... The, the the movie at Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street, okay. Wolf of Wall yep. Street. So like, you know, he's like crushing it in business, right? And, and it, it almost seems like it's obviously a fake story, but it just seems so real. Like, you know, he just, he loses his marriage, right? He loses, like, he just kind of loses track of like his initial goals that he had. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, he was just like, hey, I just want to crush it in business. Right. But then the money starts coming in and then he's just like, girls ladies drugs and it's like and he's crushing in business but it's like he's kind of like not really having his head on straight yep that's kind of the picture that i'm getting that you're kind of that was kind of me yeah but not to that extreme with his money though (laughs) (laughs) if i I had that kind of money i'd be dead right now i wouldn't be sitting here because i would have killed myself by overdosing or doing something stupid because that's how i was fast cars drugs whatever i could get to get an adrenaline rush was what i did yeah you know know, i'm kind of a high energy person already yeah you know so the last thing i need is to be you know on anything because it's just you know it's uh it's just a bad combination for me and i learned that but it took me Go, you know, to hell and back multiple times. I paved the road to hell, man. Like that's yeah. how many times I've been there. Yeah. It's like, it took me doing that, I think, to start to really build the life that I'm building now with my wife. So it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. So how'd you break out of that habit? Cause I mean, that can be cocaine is like one of the biggest, you know, yep. addictions that you could have. So like to break away from that, I could just imagine even any addiction, right? If it, if it's like, once you need it, you just like, you know, it almost becomes like it, you just have like you just crave it. Yeah. So how'd you break away from it, that? It's 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 mental. It's really it's a, it, for me. Cocaine wasn't like like uh you know like a, a lot of other drugs where you have withdrawals and all that. Like you either using it or you just not the next day. You know. But for me, it was more like number one. My wife was like, no more of this. You know, this is mm. crazy. Like you know, we're trying to build a life together, and you're just you know just making stupid decisions. You're still using like you know so. That so it got to the point where I was like, I'm gonna lose another marriage. Mm. Uh, my life still sucks. My kids are. I don't have. I didn't. I kind of lost my relationship with my two little ones for a while because mm. I was just a just a shitty dad. You know, yeah. I was just like you know, I, mean, I had my head. You know, just wasn't there. So uh, and 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 I regret that to this day. So I'm at the point now where it's like living a good life, getting somewhere finally is more important to me than any drug on earth. Yeah. It is because it's like, I'm tired. I was tired gotcha. of being nowhere or feeling like I'm working so hard just to have nothing. Mm. So I got tired of that. You yeah. Know? And just, it just, you know, 10, 12 years of doing that cycle. Where, yeah. You know, where's you out? So you just had enough. You're like, I I'm had enough. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'm done with this. I had enough. Yeah. It was time to grow up and, 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 you know, become the person that I knew I was capable of being. 
Yeah. Because I always saw myself like I want to be the guy who's got the big house, the nice cars, the boats, you know, and not in 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 like not because I want those material possessions, but I just saw myself in a, a big, you know, a better life. Yeah. But I couldn't get there because mm. I kept doing stupid things. Yeah. It's almost like you just had a partner with me from the beginning and would have been good. I wish (laughs) there's a lot of people in my life right now that I'm blessed to have in my life that have, uh, you know, gotten me to where I'm at right now. Yeah. So, cause I, you know, know, I'm not, I'm not a religious person, but I've always believed that God gives you everything at the right time when you're ready for it. Right. If he would have let me be a millionaire in my twenties, like I said, it probably would have killed me. Yeah. I wasn't ready for it or I would have just burned up the money. Yeah. Making stupid decisions, stupid purchases. So I had to mature, I had to mature to a point where, you know, and give up those bad habits, uh, for, for me to start getting some abundance, you know? Yeah. So nice. I mean, fast forward to today. I mean, now you're crushing in business. So tell me a little bit about what's going on right now, as far as your, your pool business. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm partnered up with Omni pool builders, um, which, you know, the growth we've had in the last few years has been just tremendous. So I'm very excited to be a part of a group of entrepreneurs who are running a business, uh, you know, they give me the support I need to go out there and sell like I do. So, you know, uh, on average, I, I, I try to, you know, I think last year I sold about a hundred pools, wow. uh, which is good. Uh, like it's, it's like, that's like real top tier for, for, yeah. for Arizona, for pool sales guys, you know? Um, so yeah, we're just, we're growing the business. We're like, we want to build this company into a 40, $50 million company, franchise it out if we can, you know, so yeah. they have the same goals that I have. And a friend of mine, actually a few years back, I was working for another guy who his company was going down. Like he, he like he, 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 his checks wouldn't even cash at the bank when I'd go there. Oh wow. Yeah. They'd like come back tomorrow. Maybe, you know, like, Oh my gosh. So I got a phone call from a mentor of mine and he said, you know what? I'm going to partner you up with my guys over here. And he put the good word in said, you got to hire Tom. And they took a chance on me. Mm. And this was at a point, this was when I was just kind of really getting into, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, changing my mindset yeah. and, and, and trying to make these changes. So it couldn't have happened at a better time. So they took me on and I just said, you know, I said, you hire me, I'll do 5 million a year easily for you. And that's what I did. Nice. You know, I went out there and just proved it because I, I appreciated having that opportunity, you know? Yeah. So that's cool. So do you have like a team that works under you or is it all you just, we, yeah. Yeah, we got uh we got uh four sales guys in the company. Mm. So um, you know, they don't do quite the volume that I do. They're, I mean, but they're you know, they're they're new, they're new to sales, you know. So right. I work with them. Yeah. Um one of our guys, you know, you know, when he came on board, he never sold anything in his life, you know, but he had the motivation, you know, he wanted to make some money. He was kinda you know a little bit hungry for that. So yeah, you know, I kinda worked with him, cultivated him a little bit. I would structure text messages for him. Yeah. And I would even type the text saying, Take this text, send it to your client right now. Mm. and then let me know what they say and he's like wow that works you know like you know it's like my process that i do things i try to teach these new guys you know yeah and sure enough his second second or third month in the company he did five hundred thousand dollars wow never sold a pool in his life i'm like you see so you know so yeah that's where we're at right now you know we're trying to build sales guys nice yeah and you basically turn that into a training right because now you have you basically you're building a pool builder academy correct so for anyone who wants to basically sell pools they can just go to your academy and learn how to sell yeah you know the idea behind that is um and it's taken me a couple of years to develop this i've been spending a lot of time creating content writing like i'll sit there and write like you know journals of just content of sales content that i think is going to be valuable um so you know uh just to backtrack a little bit uh, when I started getting into personal development, Brad Lee with Lightspeed was one of the first guys that I found. Because mm. I said, you know, something's got to, I got to do something to start changing the way I think about things. So I started researching on YouTube and I found Brad Lee. 
and immediately I connected with him. I said, this guy right here talks just like me. Yeah. You know, he's, he's smooth. Like I like this guy and everything he talks about. I'm like, he's right on point. You yeah. Know? So I started following him, listening to every single episode he had of dropping bombs. Uh, I found Ed Milet, Grant Cardone. And, and I just kind of went down that rabbit hole of, of, of finding these, 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 these guys who are inspiring me to be better. Right. So I started, what I was doing is just taking thousands of hours uh, of content and just putting it into my brain. Like I'd be sitting there, I have to design a pool, right? It might take me three, four, five, six hours to design a pool. Mm -hmm. So I have my ear pods in while I'm designing. Well, instead of listening to music, I started just listening to these podcasts yeah. all day long, every day. I mean, then I get my car to go somewhere. It kicks on in the car. I, get, I got obsessed with listening to podcasts. Yeah. So one day we fly into Vegas for our, our, our birthdays and I, I just mess, I would already, I'd already been messaging Brad just through Instagram, you know, and he okay. always respond back. I'm like, this guy's cool, but maybe it's like his secretary or something. <laughs> I don't know. You know, these guys are probably too busy. You yeah. Know, but Brad actually does. And, uh, we went out there and, and I, I got off the airplane. I said, Brad, I'm in Vegas right now. Can I come by? And he's like, sure, come on over. I'm like, yeah, listen, this guy would be fake, man. Like there's no way. Yeah. So we, we, we got, you know, we got an Uber and went over there, spent, half half a day a whole afternoon with him you wow know? And he's just sitting down and here i am sitting next to the, my mentor you know yeah. it, was just, it was surreal for me at the time like yeah I felt like a kid going to disneyland seeing mickey mouse for the first time yeah. like, there's, there's mickey mouse like yeah that's how i felt so it was in in and that motivated me to start this you know you know to create the training courses so nice now, now we're at the point with pool builder academy where we're uh you know the it's it's about I'm about to go out there and start filming courses actually for real now. Yeah, okay, all the infrastructure is kind of done. Yeah, uh, we're just setting up some uh, target marketing campaigns. But really, nice. the idea behind it is I want to create a platform where people could you know employ. The, if, if you own a pool company, mm -hmm. obviously it's in your best interest that everybody there is selling as many pools as possible, right? Because yep. your goal as an as an entrepreneur and owner of a business is to sell it, create or to, to create value in your company and then sell it. Yep. one day right and you ride off into the sunset after you sold your business so you know it's in their best interest for their sales guys to be you know it's 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 competition like this there's oh, yeah. a lot of pool builders especially in arizona there's pool there's thousands of pool builders yep so um you know so and like so i i think if you can teach your guys to compete at a higher level and win more jobs your company uh grows and, and, it, and it benefits the industry because more products being sold it's just everybody wins so i, I want to be able to go on there and train people Mm -hmm. how to sell more pools and do the tips and tricks that I use to be all my competition. Yeah. And then also too, how to market your company. Right. That's just as important. In my opinion, you could be the best sales guy in the world, but if your company doesn't know how to market themselves, chase the awards, chase the pool builders of the year awards or, you know, whatever industry you're in, if your company doesn't do that for you mm -hmm. and you don't have the leads coming in, you're just a wasted sales guy. For sure. You have to have that marketing. So I want to even do a mark train marketing on the platform. Nice. Um, financing for pools i like what one of the ways that i i sold so many pools last year is because financing the rates went down and i was able to take advantage of that and so i started nice. telling people even people had 200 grand in cash i say why why are you going to use your cash right when you could use the bank's money now and get financed and keep your cash and let that keep working for you yeah great so i was selling pools through financing like crazy you know it's like nice a secret thing for me like yeah i just used it to my advantage so like i want to teach a whole course on on why it's important to finance pools and it's just you know to create a platform i could do i could do uh, uh tr product training mm -hmm. on pumps i to put everything we want nice. on this platform yeah that's awesome and actually there's a big need here there's a big market for pools here in bakersfield as well because you know simply we have similar weather to arizona where it's 107 degrees and everyone's like wanting to you know i have family members that like come to my 
house like almost every single day while I'm working and they're enjoying my pool. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? So there's a big market for it. But, you know, when I, my experience was when I bought my pool, you know, I obviously got different um, quotes and stuff. Mm -hmm. But for me, the biggest decision, you know, the, the way I made the decision was like based on the quality of the pool because they basically, I knew exactly that they were going to build what I wanted. And right. so I was like, all right, now at that point, it was just like, all right, let's just figure out this whole financing thing. But I, that was the differentiator for me. So like, how do you differentiate yourself from other pool companies, you know, where you're selling? Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the, the keys really, and especially right now is just simply calling people back. Right. You know, we get so many clients that call us and, and like, I, I, like if you call our office, like my office, you know, they, they screen it, you know, and kind of, it, it, you know, they'll give me the lead and I try to call them that same day. Mm. Hey, I'm Tom, or what I'll do is actually I'll send them a text. Gotcha. Hey, I'm Tom with Omni Pools. I received your information from my secretary, Donna. I'm looking forward to working with you folks. When can we meet? So now they got a text. Mm -hmm. Then I call them, mm. have a really good conversation, find out what they want. And then when I get off the phone with them, I start sending them content. I start sending them, you know, I got thousands and thousands of pool designs in my phone that I categorize. Nice. So if they say, you know, I want a geometric pool with a spa and a water feature and this and that. Well, I go into my phone after I got the phone with them. Yeah. And I start sending them designs I've done that are similar. And they're like, oh, that's exactly what we want. Yeah. So now you get them excited about it. They can start to see what, they can start to see their backyard looking like these things. Mm. You know, because, you know, the, the average guy in competition, they're like, if they even call them back two weeks later. Right. Then they're like, okay, I'll come see you. Okay, give me a month to get your design done. Like people just want to spend a hundred grand, two hundred grand, three hundred. They want to spend it now and they want to get going. For sure. That's I mean, hello, take advantage of that. Like, like you know, you got you like yeah. cars. You want a new vet. You find what you want and you go get it. Yeah. You don't wait around for somebody to call you. I I found your vet for you. No. So that's what that's that's one of the ways how I I just you know it's speed. You just got to be quick about it. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, that when we were buying our pool it was during the pandemic, so like all the pool builders are backed up. Like even just to get some to show up to my place i think it took like two months right just to get him to like show up and i was like man <laughs> i can't even get anyone on the phone so that seems crazy that, that's cool that you, you're basically taking advantage of that and so but how can you like not get overwhelmed because they could just be like because we have like oh, so many leads like for for our tax business mm -hmm. and it's almost like too much it's like we can't even like, it's like, all right, at some point we just got to cut it off and like, I need time for my family and stuff. But like, are you, is it just your energy that it is? Okay. It is. I'm a workaholic. Yeah. I'm 24 seven. Nice. I have clients. They're like, they're doctors and they're like, Tom, I don't get off of work till midnight tonight, but I need to get this done. Cool. No problem. Call me at midnight. I'll answer your call. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You got to look at it like this. You got to, okay. I, I come from a point really for me, sales also too is coming from a point where you have to appreciate your client and let them know that you appreciate their business. Mm. They're spending a lot of, they're spending their hard earned money. Yeah. If they're spending it with you, show them that you appreciate that. Yeah. Be flexible with them, work around their schedules. Yeah. You know, like they don't need to hire you. There's, there's 10 other pool builders, you know, yeah. but they're going to go with whoever shows them that they want their business. 100%. So by being fast, you call them back, you show them, you know, help them out right off the bat with showing them ideas, go out there and see them, meet them, you know, get, get that ball rolling with them. Yeah. They're going to probably just stick with you because nobody else has really taken that time. Yeah. And they deserve that. They're spending a hundred, $200,000. It's a lot of money. Yeah. And so do you have the confidence that you're going to close them? Like, I mean, if you're going to take a call at midnight, you, you have to be like, all right, this has got to be worth my time. Yeah. So do you just have the confidence that you're going to close them? Or is it more just like, Hey, I'm just playing, playing num a numbers game. No, it's no, it's not a numbers game. I, but I, I honestly, like, I honestly think every single lead I get, I'm going to close that lead. Mm. And I start 
from the minute I contact them with the idea that they're already going to hire me. Whether they do or not, I don't know. Yeah. But I treat it like I already have the job. Got it. So I give them that service right from the start. And if, you know, if it comes down to price and they're just budget shoppers, we, you know, we have a system, you know, through our, our, you know, Donna's one of my secretaries. She, uh, well, for our company, but she kind of helps me in the sales department. She screens all my leads. She has them fill out a sheet of what they want, what's their budget. So she kind of takes them through that process. Mm. Um, and then we also now, like if they want financing, Donna gets them financed. Mm. Now they can go to any pool builder with the financing, but just because of the fact that we kind of helped them, took them by the hand and got them financed, they usually nine out of 10 stay with Omni. Right. So I, I can say, okay, all these people want to get financed. Great. All these people are paying cash. I'll focus on the cash people right now. Donna, get them financed. And once they get approved for a loan, let's get them a design and get it done. Nice. And so she'll tell them, get your approval. When we get that pre-approval back from the finance company, we'll get you a design. So that motivates them and that weeds them out. If they're not serious, then they're not going to go and get financed. Yeah. So we kind of weed them out a little bit. Yeah. So you're qualifying your leads too. Have to. Yeah. Cool. Got it. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you talked about, you know, you spend some some time basically listening to podcasts, you know, while you're designing the pool. But like in my experience, that was done not from the sales guy, but like from the architect. So do you, how do you design the pools? Yeah. It's a, we have a 3d program called structure studios. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll show it to you later, but, um, yeah. So I like, I literally self-taught myself. I, I downloaded the program like maybe four years ago mm. and I just started teaching myself because I used to hand draw my pools. Mm. I'd hand draw a beautiful backyard, colorize it. And then they're like, let's change it. I'm like, Oh man, I'm redraw <laughs> this thing, you know? Yeah. But, so like I'm late to the game with learning the technology because I'm not a, I, I'm not a computer guy. Mm. Like I just like to be out there talking to people. Yeah. You know? And so I sell, you know, I learned this program, which is what, you know, nine out of 10 pool builders use this, this same program. So, mm. um, I create the designs and, uh, and, and sell the job, you know, it's nice. Yeah. Uh, then this is stuff that people can like, if you, if they want a pool company or they're a salesperson for a pool company, they can learn this stuff on pool builders Academy. Well, no, you know, we're not, no, it may be, <laughs> maybe it just gave me another idea. For yeah. It. But the idea is, uh, no, there's the company structure studios that makes this 3d program, yeah. their own training course on how to run their program. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not going to try to reinvent that wheel. You know? Right. They, right. That's what they do. Let them train people to learn. But, um, like, yeah, we took on, like I said, we took on two new sales guys over the past year and, uh, they just, we had to put them through the, those instructional videos that, the, that, that company offers and they're not virtual. Right. If they're virtual. They'd be even better. Right. Right. But they, it's a visual thing though. You, you kind of copy what they're doing on their screen, but, uh, yeah, so that that's pretty awesome, man, because, you know, there's I think sales, like you said, it's the biggest thing in business, right? Without sales, you don't have a business. That's right. So you need people like you to basically have the money come in. And yeah. otherwise, I mean, you're, you're going to go out of business. So that's pretty cool that you're developing a, a platform for other people, other pool companies to do the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's about taking ownership. You know, if you I mean, whether you whether you know whether you work for a company or you're self-employed and you're commissioned with a company in sales, you know, it, when you start to look at their company as your company, that's when you can really start to you know, you get somewhere with sales. And also too, it's in, in my opinion, if they're going to put their company in your hands and they're sending you qualified leads, you need to be selling them, you know, like yep. they want to build, they want to grow a company. They don't want you out there just taking all these leads and you're not really, you know, turning them into sales. So, right. you know, um, so, you know, I think people, you know, a lot of pool 
pool guys need to look at the companies that they work for as, the, as if it were their own. Yep. You know, how well do you want to feed your family? 100%. You know, get moving, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, I mean, let's take it back because I know before the show you were telling me like, you know, you're, you got a chance to meet Brad. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you also told me you got the, you got to meet Grant Cardone. So tell me about that. It, that's cool. Yeah. That's uh, what, um, so yeah. So obviously I was, I was following Grant for a couple of years and then I get it. I was on his uh, email list, you know, just getting updates on all that. And he says, he's coming to Scottsdale for an event. Here's your two, your two tickets, mm-hmm. Tom. So great. So I told Bree, I said, we're going to go to Grant. We're going to go see Grant in Scottsdale. And she's like, okay. And I said, I'm going to meet him. She's like, there's no way you're going to meet Grant. She's like, there's no <laughs> way you're going to meet this guy. I said, no, I'm going to have him sign my book. My 10X book. Oh, nice. And then she's like, you're dreaming, man. There's no way. I said, no, I'm going to do that. Like, I have to meet this guy. So we get to, we we drive up to Scottsdale from Tucson and uh, we get to the event. It's at a big hotel, you know, huge, huge event. So there's probably maybe, you know, holds probably 5,000 people, you know. And so we're walking in and we come around the corner and we see the sign up desk and I go up there, we get signed in. I walk into the room and it's packed standing room almost yeah and i'm the last guy in the room oh god i'm looking at the the stage is way up there and i'm looking at the back of everybody's heads and she <laughs> looks at me she goes you still think you're gonna get your book signed and i was like oh and i got my book in my hand you know and nobody nice. else not felt you know i'm like no i'm gonna figure it out so uh so what happens is we're sitting there and he would do uh like like he like here comes grant he gets up on stage everybody you know doing the you know getting everybody excited and then he would have these intermissions where he would tell people to go to the back and they had all these tables set up and they would sign up for stuff mm-hmm. so what i noticed was a pattern so this is in the morning it's like eight in the morning you know like nine by nine o'clock i'm noticing like there everybody gets up out of their seat and comes to the back mm-hmm. i need to go to the front ah so at one point I, like everybody's coming to the back and i grabbed Bri, i said let's go she goes, what, what, what are we doing? I said, just come on. So I'm walking to the stage. And every time Grant would get off the stage, he'd go in the back behind the curtain. He would disappear. Mm-hmm. So we get up there, and everybody's got their stuff on their seats. So I'm like, I can't take somebody's seat. Like, right. So I'm like, oh, what am I going to do now? And I look to the side of the stage, and there's like seven chairs empty right there. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's just go sit in those chairs. She's like, no, we can't sit there. I say, yeah, we can. Let's just go. So we sit down in these chairs, and the show starts back up. His security guard comes out. Grant comes out. He goes up on stage. Nobody's telling us to move yet. Nice. Yeah, so here I am. <laughs> now I'm sitting side stage. Grant's on stage. And then Elena and the two girls come walking around the curtain, sit next to me. No way. Yeah, so now I'm sitting literally next to Elena. And Bree's over, my wife's over here on this side. And security guards are there. And nobody's still. She says, hi, how are you guys? We're just sitting there, sat there the rest of the event. Wow. Grant comes off the stage, comes over, signs my book, and they take off to the jet and they're gone. <laughs> got my book signed nice and it was the craziest thing and then people were even coming up to us they're like man what's it like to work for grant like they thought we were, <laughs> we thought we were with grant right right i sat there for two hours side stage wow next to elena yeah and she even signed my book and she it was just the craziest thing but like out of everybody in that room yeah I got my book signed nice because i just was i was determined to do it yeah and i found a way yeah, yeah. it's it's you just have to be creative right it's almost like when uh people are like kind of give up on opportunities where they're like oh yeah there's no way that i'm gonna be able to you know get this deal closed and it's like man well, you haven't even thought about other creative opportunities mm-hmm. you know like for example in real estate when people are trying to sell a house or somebody's trying to buy a house and oh you know i didn't qualify for a loan they just give up on that dream right and it's like man what what if the seller's willing to finance that for right. you yeah absolutely there's so much opportunity but it's like you got to find a way you got to the, the saying goes if you have the will you'll find the way that's true and i think that's kind of what you did it's like i got to find a way to 
Yeah. Get my book signed. I'm not leaving this event. I, I, I wasn't. Sign. Yeah. And I ended up probably being the only one there who got anything signed because every time he'd come off the stage, he'd go to the back curtain, you know? Yeah. And like, you couldn't get to him. And I, he just came right over because I was sitting next to his wife and he signed it. And then, uh, yeah. And then he, she signed it and he, off he went. Nice. That was over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was the craziest thing. That, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, how did you get away with like the security though? Did, is it just, they just didn't catch that or? I don't know. It was this, it's, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just was like, let's just sit in these seats. I yeah. didn't even know whose seats they were, but. Yeah. Once the show started back up, I realized like I'm probably shouldn't be sitting here. Yeah. But then you know I'm I was dressed nice. I had a nice suit jacket on. Everything. Nice. I was dressed up. So who knows? You know. But yeah. Next then when Elena sat next to me and she wasn't like, who's this guy? Get him out of here. You know. She was yeah. being nice as could be to us and didn't tell me to move. I just stayed stayed there the rest of the the rest of the event. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you dressed the part pretty I, I, much. Yeah, I kind of did, but everybody kind of was too. You know, everybody was yeah. dressed up nice for that. So yeah. But uh, I just I just knew that I, I said I'm going to meet this guy. Yeah. I have to meet him. Yeah. He's right here. I just have to find a way to get to him. That's awesome. And I just saw that pattern. People were coming to the back. I said, I'm going front. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> like it's, it's it's almost like the opposite. It's you got to do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. It's like during the crash, the, the real estate crash in 2007, 2008, like everybody was so scared that, you know, the people were losing the homes. Like, I'm not going to buy a house. Like everyone's losing it. Dude, that's the best time to buy houses because, the, you know, the houses are so cheap, you right. know, and it's like, when if I would have taken advantage of that opportunity, I would have been a millionaire by the right. by the time I was 18 years old. But I had to do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. Like in your case, everybody was going to the back to buy stuff. Mm -hmm. You're like, I'm going to the front while everyone else is going to the back. Right. So that's pretty cool that you kind of you kind of put the pieces together to figure out okay I got to do the opposite right yeah yeah and it's kind of like I've always been that type of you know like I I can always kind of talk my way into anything or talk my way out of anything like I'm just like you know because I'm so friendly with people yeah like just today flying here we're on we we got on the plane we're the last seat on the plane. And the stewardess was right there. I was like, I'm going to be watching you. You better behave back here. Huh? Okay, I, you know, I started just joking around with her. Next thing you know, she brings us up to the front of the plane. No way. Yeah. She puts us in the, we're the only ones. She brings us all the way to the front of the plane. Wow. Nice big seats. We're like, wow, this is cool. It's just because I was being nice to her back there. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, there's no room for my bag over here. Oh, come on. I was giving her a hard time. Yeah. Jokingly. And then she's like, oh, watch this. Come with me. And she took us all the way up there. I was like, cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you just got to be nice to people. I think that, you, you know, if you, once you're nice to people, it's like, you don't even expect that to happen, but it, it does yeah because you're just generally just trying to like make conversation and stuff like that so it's probably the same thing like hey let me just sit right here and see what happens and and lena saw you she's like oh this guy seems like a friendly guy i'm not gonna say anything yeah probably yeah yeah it's cool yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome man so i mean what do you have in store for you ne like next obviously you got the academy that you're building um and so like what else is in store like where do you see yourself in yeah. you know two three years it's uh you know it's it for me it's go time right now yeah like i feel like i'm 10 years behind of where i wanted to be mm. you know because i'm screwing around and making bad decisions for so long so for for me right now it's 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 you know all I care about right now is putting money in the bank, mm -hmm. you know, tightening the belt a little bit right now. Mm -hmm. You know, we have nice things. We have a nice life, but it's time to tighten up a little bit, build, put the money that I'm making into opportunities that are going to make us even more money. Yep. You know, so we can, you know, like our, the house that we're in, we live in a beautiful house, but we're renting it right now, mm. you know, just because I'm not going to buy a house right now in this market. Right. So, but really, I, but then the more I think about it, it's like, okay, well, maybe we want a piece of land. Yeah. Where we can have a nice house with a nice backyard and maybe I can have a shop, you know, or then I can start filling the shop with cool toys. But yeah. first, you know, first things first, it's like, I'm just in work mode. 
gotcha. because I feel like I'm making up right now. I'm almost 40. I'm, I'll be 39 here in, in a couple of months. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I thought I'd already be a millionaire by now. Yeah. So like, I feel like I'm just getting into the race. So it's, it's business for me. I'm 24 seven. I will work, work, work. You cannot work me right now. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So, I mean, um, tell me, let's take it back a little bit to when you started your own business. Cause you were, you basically built, you know, other people's companies and then you're like, Hey, I'm going to do this on my own. Yeah. But sounds like that didn't really quite work out. So like, what were the lessons that you learned during that time? Mm, man. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's one of those things where you're thinking like, I'm working this hard and I'm, I'm selling for this other guy and I'm watching him, his life get better and better and better and better. Mm. Why can't I do that for myself? Mm. So I went out and tried to do it for myself. And like I said, I was missing a lot of the other pieces. Yeah. You know? And also too, like to really run a company, you should have some capital behind you. Yep. Like to, to go out there and just start from scratch and like, you know, it's, it's so expensive. And then one mistake or, you know, it's like, you're constantly just chasing your tail. Yep. So it was very challenging for me to do it. And then you add in, you know, the, the alcohol and the drinking and the, you know, the drugs and all that. Mm -hmm. It makes it almost impossible. Gotcha. It'd be like you, like an outsing, like, I'm going to turn my company over a guy who just parties and drinks. Like, your company would be gone. <laughs> it wouldn't survive. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, lots lots of lessons learned the hard way. Yeah. You know, my, I live with my back against the wall and a gun to my head all the time like yeah to the point where it got to be like my comfort zone mm. if shit wasn't hitting the fans like i thought something was wrong you know like gotcha. I, I was used to being in a bad spot yeah and i had to re i had to basically untrain or relearn my brain yeah and and i've only started doing this in, in the last you know three to four years yeah i had to just put new thing new thoughts into my head to get out of that pattern that destructive pattern mm. that i had created for myself so Gotcha. So are you constantly feeding yourself now with like personal development constantly. stuff? Gotcha. Constantly. That's all I do. Yeah. All I do is every, every podcast, Brad's got what, 484 episodes or something. I list, I don't miss anything of anything. Nice. I go to the driven event. Yeah. You know, that we had a great time at that last year. Yeah. I'm looking forward to going to more events this year. Um, so yeah, it's like, that's, that's my whole new life now. Nice. Yeah. So that's, that's basically the way you're getting your new high in a, in a sense. It, it, it's exactly what it is. Yep. I get high off of, you know, chasing deals now, mm. closing sales, like, you know, seeing our life getting better. Yep. You know, that is my high. Nice. And I chase it like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I think at the, at the end, what you're really looking for is that dopamine feeling. That's right. It's like, you know, you want to feel on top of the world and it's like you replace the, the drugs with now success. That's right. That's exactly what it is. Nice. Yeah. I've been able to switch that. And then once I was able to do that, I could, you know, and I saw, you know, the, the fruits of my labor, if you would, like, then I got hooked on doing that. Nice. So now I got, I get basically like just creating a better version of myself every single day. I wake up every morning thankful for another day. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people here say that I'm honestly thankful for another day. I looked myself in the mirror. And I said, dude, the world's yours today. Nice. Take it. And that's what I do, man. You know, nice. I, I said, I said, it's so easy to wake up and, 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 you know, you start thinking about all the things that are not right in your life mm -hmm. and you start putting negative thoughts in your head from the morning mm. that in my opinion, dictates your entire day. 100%. It's just to dictate. So I wake up with positive thoughts. Nice. I got a beautiful wife, beautiful life like got beautiful children yeah we have a blended family i'm blessed nice. to be where i'm at because it could have went the other way for me yep so yeah 100 so how did you even get introduced to personal development like was there someone who introduced you to it like or, or, or did you just stumble upon it? it no yeah it was one of those things where i said i have to do something mm. and for things to change my mind has to start to change yep so i just literally like 
just one day I was sitting at the computer and I just said, you know what, personal development or, you know, mindset. And I started finding guys like Ed Milet and Brad and all these things. And I just, you know, I started listening. I was like, man, this is what I need, mm. you know? So and it's easy. Everybody says, you know what? Oh gosh, if I had a better job, my life would be better. Yeah. If I drove a nicer car. My life would be better. Yeah. You know, if I won a little lottery, my life would be better, but really what are you doing to change your life for yourself? Yep. You know, and it all starts with your mindset and belief in yourself. And when you start to really believe in yourself, you can do a little, you can move mountains. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think the mind is one of the most powerful things in life because it's like that saying, you know, like I say it on different shows, but it's the same, it's, it's the same thing. It's like Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, either way, you're right. Right. Because the, the mind is just so powerful. So if, like, if you convince yourself, like, I can do this, mm-hmm. you're going to do it. 100%. Yeah. And if you say like, oh, I'm not going to do this, you already, you already basically hindered yourself. There's no way you're going to do right. it once you told yourself you can't. That's right. So that's cool that you have those, you, you kind of like, you wake up and you're like, I'm ready to crush today. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll beat my chest in the mirror. Like, you know, I do, nice. I'm just like, my wife's like, this guy's a maniac. Here. <laughs> who's, he ta- who's he talking to in the mirror? Yeah. You know, you know, I'm, I'm getting myself pumped up for the day. Yeah. So I'm going to go make a million bucks today. Nice. You know? Yeah. So, and if you don't, you still have a good day because you got a good attitude. Nice. You know, I mean, I have like, yeah, it's just, yeah, I'm blessed to be where I'm at right now. Yeah. Now, obviously sales though, I mean, you don't always win. There's like, you know, for us, like here internally, like we expect a 20% close ratio. So, I mean, that means you're getting four no's and then one yes. Okay. So do eight and you get two. Yeah. <laughs> but how do you bounce back from those? Like, cause obviously when you get rejected, it kind of can hinder your performance. It means like nothing to me. Nice. Nothing to me. It's not. It's just, I, I got, you know, if one person says no. Yeah. Great. Thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciated it. Nice. I got 20 more lined up. I got to focus on those. Yeah. I don't worry about anything from yesterday. Got it. Yeah. So you just kind of li- kind of live in the present where it's like, hey, that's no. in the past now. 100%. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. You can't do nothing about it. You're not going to change. Please give me your job, man. Oh, please. I need that job. You know, yeah. like, what are you going to do? If they say they moved and hired somebody else. Great. I wish you the best. I hope they build you a beautiful pool. Thank yeah. you so much. And I'm already, my mind, I'm, when I'm selling a job, my mind's already thinking about five more jobs that I got to get done tomorrow. Yeah. That's just, you know. Yeah. Now, what I thought was pretty interesting is like, you want to talk about marketing though, too. Cause like, you know, my sales team, like they're good at sales, but marketing is like not sales. So right. it's like, <laughs> how do you, how do you gain the marketing skills when you're a sales guy? I, I, that's a good question because I'm not a great marketer either, you know, but I work <laughs> for a company that is, you know, because they care about the reputation. They care about going out and, and getting as many five-star reviews as we can. Mm. All these little things that you can do to make, like we won, uh, just, just this year, we won it twice in a row, top 10 pool builder in Arizona. Mm. We got, I think number five on the list this year, Cool, There's thousands of pool builders. But like, if you don't go after those kind of things, you know, that's all marketing because people right. see those things. You can advertise those awards on your website. Yep. People want to hire the best. If you're spending, a, you're spending your money on a pool, you want the best company to come in there and build it, you know? So, and, and we cater to a clientele where price is not always really an issue. They care about service. They care about quality. So, uh, you know, so the companies, like, we don't even have to advertise. We, just our reputation in, 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 in our town is just so good that we, just the phone's ringing off the hook. We'll get, last year during, you know, I think it was last spring, I was probably getting 50, 60 new clients every week from my office. Wow. Just me. Wow. That's how many leads were flooding in. And I, I look at that like, this is heaven. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. You know, so, because I've, I've been on the other side of it too, where you didn't know where you were going to get 
like your next lead, your next lead or job. Right. So, <laughs> you know, I'll take all the work you can throw at me and I'll be happy with it, you know? So, um, you know, but the marketing is, is, is I, I'm learning about marketing now gotcha. because I always thought just sales, sales guys are the Kings of the company. Yeah. They run, you know, but now it's with social media and, and the, the times we're living in with the internet. Yeah. You need a team that can go out there and market it. So like with the pool builder Academy, I hired on a guy, Julio, and he's uh, like, he's spot on with this. Like we're running ad campaigns and target ad campaigns. Uh, specific to pool builders. Nice. Just saying, hey, you know what? You want to make more money? You want to double? You want your sales guys to double their sales next year? Yeah. Just help you, you know? But, like, I never thought about doing that kind of stuff back in the day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, marketing's huge. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, for you, I mean, you you basically, you partner up with people that understand and are good at marketing. So, like, Julio is one one of your team members that's going to help you take this to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. And then your company as well with all the leads you're getting for your pool, you're selling selling the pools and stuff. Right. So um, have you ever had to do marketing yourself or you just been blessed enough to work with these companies? I've, I've never had to do it myself and I don't know how to do it. So I hire people who know how to do it. Nice. Because if, for me to start learning something new like that, it's going to take me away from doing what I do best. Yep. And I've already learned that lesson the hard way many times. Yep. By trying to do things I don't know what I was doing, learning on the fly. Learning on the fly for me just sounds like I'm about to go bankrupt, it feels like. Because it's like <laughs> every time, it's like that's a hard way to start losing money. Yep. It's a lot cheaper to bring in an expert who can do that for you. Yep. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's all starting to click for me now. Yep. I can't do it all. So I'm just going to do what I'm best at selling. Nice. Yeah. That, I think that's key because a lot of people try to do it themselves and it's like, you're just slowing down your, your performance. Mm-hmm. It's like you could have hired somebody and you would have got to that next level a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. I I'd, I'd just rather cut somebody a check every month and let them, and just see my numbers going up and keep focusing on what I do best than trying to just sit there and figure it all everything. You know, it's just it, it, the whole thing can collapse on you really quick. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, how do you like, obviously you've, you've been through a lot of ups and downs. Now you're like last four years, you said you kind of Mm -hmm. bounced back from that. So like, what are the, what are the things, like, how do you not go back to that? You know, after, you know, having that kind of history behind you, like, how do you make sure you don't go back to that? Um, gosh, I mean, you just, you just, I I take a day at a time. I'm just grateful today that I I'm, I'm where I'm at and I'm surrounded by the people who are supporting me. They believe in me. They want to see me succeed. My wife wants to see me win. Everybody wants to see me win. Mm. So before I was surrounded by, you know, strippers and, and, you know, drug dealers. Yeah. All they care about is themselves. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they don't give a shit about me. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm, I'm surrounded by people that care about me and that helps me. And it's, it's like every time you, you get a milestone, you know, that's, that's a win. Yeah. Like I, I, like that's important to me now. Yeah. I want to collect up wins. Nice. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of know like your why now, like you have a purpose basically behind your wins. Yeah. Like it's like, you know, you got your wife supporting you. You got, you know, people other that you got to, that you want to see that I want to see you win. And so now it's just like, I got, I, I know my reason. Yeah, absolutely. I got a lot of people that depend on me, you know, and I, and I'm and like, I'm, I'm selfish about it. I don't want my wife to have to go and have a job. Like she's in the medical field, but I don't want to have to go work at a hospital. I'm like, well, you're going to ask a boss. Cause we want to go out of town. Yeah. Like what if he says no, like, uh, you know, so like, so I rather have her helping me and doing things with me. So, uh, you know, so and that motivates me because for that to happen, I got to keep producing. Yep. And then, uh, like my stepson, Caden or her, her, one of her sons, he, uh, he just started working for our company now. He just mm. turned 18. He's graduating in two weeks. And I brought him on board. He's a really smart computer, you know, minded kind of an individual. Nice. You know, he's a, he's a gamer. You okay. know, he just bought this new gaming computer we helped him get. And, uh, 
And so now I'm like, and he wins tournaments on the weekends and wins Xboxes and stuff. Like he's into it. You know, wow. I said, I bet you'd be pretty good at doing design on the computer. Uh, so I said, Caden, come over here. I said, you can do this. He goes, yeah, he's already been pumping out work all week for me. Oh, wow. He loves it. Yeah. So we brought him into the company, you know, so, uh, you know, doing, being able to do that feels great. Oh, hundred percent. I love it. Yeah. I, I think like, that, you know. I think that's one of the biggest fulfillments for me is like seeing other people win especially like your own family, your own team members. And it's like, yeah. man, you just get so much more fulfillment when, you know, when it. you see them win versus yourself win. I love helping people. I love, I love when like our sales guys there at the office score a big job. I'm like, dude, I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. My son, Max, it's funny. He's, he's 13 now and he's going to be a little salesman. I can already see it in him. Mm. Like he, he, he's got like hustle at school. He'll sell video games at school and make like 30 bucks on them. And like, and then like at Halloween, we were going out trick or treating, you know? Yeah. And he kept coming back with these huge bags of candy. I'm like, well, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm just going there. It's like, he's like, dad, it's like eight 30 at night. These people are tired. He's like, I'm telling them I'll give them like two big Snickers for the whole bag of candy and they'll trade me and they close their door for the night. Oh, wow. And I'm like, Look <laughs> at you. You're hustling people for candy, you know? No, no way. Yeah. So he's kind of got that little bit of a, you know, that's exciting, that, that, man. That sales kind of personality, which is exciting. So I want to help develop that as he gets older. Nice. You know? I, you know, so yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you, cause now like with the marketing, you're not fo focusing on that. Right. But you did have to learn how to like design pools. So like, how did you know? Like, okay, I'm not going to, how do you say I'm going to learn this versus let me hire someone to design them. Yeah. Well, because in the, in the pool industry, like it's, it's more geared toward like the sales guy is the designer as well. Mm. So there's people who are really good at design, but they're not good at sales. Mm. Right. So they they might design two or three pools a month, maybe sell them. But, you know, I, I kind of do both my designs. Like, I'm, I, I do really nice design work, but I'm also more motivated just to be selling all day long. So, like, part of the Pool Builder Academy is to maybe help those individuals who, you know, might not be people, you know, like, used to being, you know, talking to people, but they're yeah. really good at design work, helping them to kind of learn how to, you know, tips and tricks that are going to help them sell more pools. And, like, you know, because uh, they already, you know, they already have the design down pat. I had to learn the design. Sales was easy for me. Yep. That's my comfort zone. But I had to learn how to do these these crazy cool designs. Like one of our pools I designed, it took us a year and a half to build. It's getting featured in a magazine next month. Nice. We had a photo shoot last, uh, we had a photo shoot a few weeks ago on it. So like, and it's got grottos. It's cool. But nice. like I designed that, sold it, you know, and now it's in a magazine. Wow. I'm like, wow, that's cool, you know? Yeah. And so how do you get that creativity though? Are you just listening to the customer's request or do you, how do you put no. that design together? No, really. I mean, if you, if, 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 if you're in the pool industry and you design pools, you should be already pretty creative. Mm. You know, you should have these, you know, you should have these ideas in your mind of what's going to be nice. But one of the biggest mistakes people make is they go out to a homeowner's house and they got their pad of paper and they're like, what do you want? Mm. Homeowner says, I think I want a nice pool. I want a hot tub and maybe a barbecue. Okay. So, but they just sit there like, you're the, you're the expert. Right. I go out to a backyard and I create the vision for them. I say, okay, so you want a pool. Okay, great. Let's put the pool over here. Oh, wow. I know you got a nice mountain view this mm. way. Why don't we position the spa so you can see the mountains, but you can also see the spa when you're in your living room looking out at your pool because it's mm. going to be a nice feature and let's do this and let's do that. And I, I build it in their mind gotcha. while I'm standing in their backyard. Nice. Just like if you were selling a car, you're going to say, you know, oh, you want to, you want you want that new Ford truck? Great. What color? Silver? Oh, I love it. Can you see your family driving home in that thing? You know? Like, yeah. Like, you're going to love this truck. Camping trips are going to be awesome in it because you, mm. got, you paint the picture of them seeing themselves with it. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like you're, they're, they're sold before you even talk numbers. Exactly right. 
Yep. It's like they already see, like, I want this. I could just see, like, you selling my wife, and my wife's like, you better buy this pool no matter what it costs. <laughs> and I got to, like, okay, I got to figure out the numbers. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. It's like, you know, you as the as the professional, you should be out there taking the lead of, yeah. the, of the sales call, you know? Yep. Don't be sitting there letting them kind of create it. You create it for them. Yep. Tell them what they want. Like, they're going to give you a wish list, but you need to paint that vision for them. Yeah. That, to me, is really what selling's about. Yeah. And how do you, how do you pivot though? Like if a customer has a certain request, like, do you pivot your, your great. If you have to have it that way, let's do it that way. Mm. Let's throw it in 3d. Let's design it. Let's see what it looks like. And if that's what you want, that's what you're going to get. Gotcha. No problem. (laughs) Nice. I'll put a pool on your roof. If that's where you really want your pool. I don't, it don't matter to me. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to do what you want, but the majority of clients are like, we know we want a nice backyard. You know, here's our budget. What can we get? Mm. Oh, okay you got 150 grand to spend awesome we can give you some turf for the kids we can give you the spa we can give you a rock feature you know does that sound like what you want yeah that sounds great but one of the ways you really get to it though is like i bring my ipad with me on the sales call so i'll let them like i'll be sitting there talking to them and the husband the wife will be having my ipad on the porch and she'll just be scrolling through you know i've, I've designed thousands of pools now you know it's like mm. she'll just be scrolling through some of my albums looking at stuff Right. Oh, I love that design. Show it to me. I'll say, okay, yeah, cool. So I, I, I let them, you know, get ideas as well, which points me in the right direction. Mm. Just make, you know, so I'm not so much shooting in the dark on it. Right. Know? Right. But do you know the budget? Like you, before you go I on this, I ask. Okay. Them. I'm point blank with people. You know. Yeah. The, uh, in in this something, because sometimes what happens is you go into a backyard. People don't have a realistic idea of what things really cost mm-hmm. unless you're telling them they're going to sit there and tell you they want disneyland right and then you're going to come <laughs> back and you're going to say it's going to be 350 grand they're like oh, we only want to spend forty thousand. yeah <laughs> you know like people don't know so they uh, you know we try to get that from pre-screening mm. you know we have a like we have a punch list that they can fill out right which i want to turn that into a virtual thing where i talk to them say so what kind of pool do you want free form rectangular rectangular hit the button and then i could just go into it with them you know mm. on the virtual platform that's part of what i want to do but uh right now we pre-screen them and then when i go out there and meet them i, I just you know I'm, I'm saying okay so what you're telling me right now is you, you want to spend a couple hundred thousand dollars oh no okay so let's scale that back then mm. and that way I'm, i know i'm not setting up a design where i'm just wasting my time right no gotcha now so obviously um once you paint the vision now is it like is it your assistant that's dealing with like all the numbers or do you help like i with, do it oh you do it we do it yeah we, we do our own yeah so we design it we, you know, we, we have a pricing structure, real, you know, it's, it's awesome the way our, com- our, the company I work for with Omni, they are so good at setting up, uh, you know, a systems in place mm. and putting a process together where it makes it really easy for us. So we have this, this nice program on the computer where we can punch in all the pool specs and everything that we put on the design because the design program sends you all your specs. It tells you exactly how many gallons the pool is going to be, how many pavers you got down to the inch, you know? Mm. So we, we plug those numbers in, we get the quote, send it to the client. And that's another thing. I email people nowadays. They want to see numbers. They want to see it now. Mm-hmm. Now, in a lot of other pool companies, like, well, I need to come back to your house to show you the presentation, or I need to have you come here. People are like, I don't need to do that. Like, just how much is the pool now that I wanted? Right. You know. So I, I that's another thing. I speed with you know. I send them the quotes via email. Here you are. You know, put a deposit down. Let's get this going. Yeah. Cool. Great. And then, do you follow up with them? Like, if they don't, if you don't hear back, or I, I do, but I don't pester people. Like, like I'm not the guy who's going to call you every day. Mm. Like, if when you're ready to make a decision, you know who to call. 
Mm. I don't need to be bugging you. But if it goes on to be like two weeks and I don't hear from them, then I do say, hey, just checking in. Did you still have, did you hire somebody else? Are you still thinking about it? You know, can I do anything for you? Do you need any changes? If you do, don't feel bad to bother me with it. Let me help you with changes. But uh, for the most part, you know, I have, I'm I, like, I, I've, I could like, I already have such a good relationship with them. By the time I do give them the quote, like I could go in their house and probably sit at their dinner table with them. Nice. That's how well I know him. You know, yeah. I've been texting him because from the time I meet him to the time I give him a quote, which might be two, three days, maybe sometimes worst case a week if I'm super buried. But during that that week though, I'm sending them videos about pool cleaning systems. I'm keeping in touch with them. So I'm, I'm staying on the top of their mind the whole week. Wow. So if they're working with somebody else and they haven't heard from that guy, but they're hearing from me every day, right? They're more inclined just to go with my bid when they get it. Right. Because they're like, this guy's been a rock star from day one. Let's just keep this going. Because you are, as a sales guy, you are, you know, first impressions. You're the first impression for your company that you work for. Right. If you suck, they're going to think your whole company sucks. Yep. If you can't produce and you can't call people back when they want to spend their money with you, what's it going to be like when they hire hire your company? How who How's the rest of the company going to perform? Right. Your sales guy needs to be on his game. 100%. I mean, that's that's your job. Yeah. You represent yourself but you also represent the company that you're working for. Yep. And it's your duty to, to, to put your best foot forward. Yep. You know, check your hair, make sure you look good when you go to their house. Yep. Put on a little cologne, you know, smell good. Yep. You know, people, you know, people notice these things. Yep. Yeah. That's, I think that's key because it's like, for me, like my sales guy is a representation of me and what I stand for my values. So it's like when they, then like I have prospects who are like, no, they want to meet with you, Joel. I'm like, Hey, meet with my sales guy. He's, he knows my values. He knows what I stand for. Mm-hmm. He's gonna give you the same sales presentation that I would. That's right. So just stick to my, you know, my sales process, and you're gonna be 100. That's right. Satisfied. That's right. And in, and when you work for a company, it doesn't matter what you're selling. When you work for a company that can back you up, and they're gonna be badass at actually building that pool, it gives you so much more confidence as a sales guy. Oh yeah. Because you know you're selling something that really they're gonna they're gonna knock it out of the park for you. They're gonna make you look good. Yeah. So that's that's also that so that's just as important for the company to have that to back their sales guys too. Oh yeah. 100%. It's mutual. You got, you know, it's yeah. The service has to be there. Yep. It's teamwork, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool, man. Uh, so Tom, like what are, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to? Like, you know, going forward, what what are you excited about? Um, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm excited just to continue the personal growth. Uh, I'm excited to buy a house with my wife and we can kind of just, you know, get settled in somewhere and, and, and uh, you know, lots of good things coming. I'm excited to, you know, build a new business now with the Pool Builder Academy. Yep. And I have so many other business ideas too that I'm going to, you know, branch off into, but one thing's, you know, one thing at a time. But uh, yeah, the future's, the future's looking bright. I just, I love it. Awesome, man. Uh, awesome. Uh, hey, well, Tom, well, thanks for being on the show. If anybody wants to hit you up, they can find you on social media, on Instagram under Tom Delaney Official. And also you'll be building one for your Academy, Pool Builder Academy. So correct. Thanks for being on the show, Tom, and uh, it's it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much.